Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. Today we'll be talking about the penultimate track from the Batman soundtrack. Um, to some, I mean, to me, it would have made sense to finish the album here and not have the next track. Uh, but Prince decided to experiment with um, audio collage and release that as a single and it secured him a number one. Um, and that track is not this track, which is Scandalous um, from mm. the Batman soundtrack. Recorded on the 17th of October 1988 at Paisley Park and released on the 20th of June 1989. The song is Prince, um, but there are longer versions, which we'll talk about later, that have other people on them. Uh, co-written with his father, John L. Nelson. And given the lyrical content, that feels a little uh, kind of... I don't know what John L. Nelson's contribution to the song was. I'm hoping it isn't the lyrics. Uh, the song is 6 minutes and 15. It is the longest track on the Batman soundtrack. Uh, beats Bat Dance by about a second. Uh, joining me today yeah. to talk about this song is Elliot Wallace. Hello, Elliot. Hey, Darren. I, I just want to say... Don't be afraid of this, because we're going to touch it and explode. And it might explode, but uh, that didn't work out, but I did it. You, you take risk. You take risk. I feel like it's kind of obvious to say that this is a, a ballad, uh, but I might want to say it's yes. also a sex ballad, because, Absolutely. you know, mostly due to the lyrical content. But it just starts with possibly my favorite kind of like opening, which is those, um, I don't know if they're tubular bells, but they certainly sound like they're they're kind of high-pitched tubular bells. Right, yeah. And then after we've had the, that, it kind of, we gradually get into the song, which kind of just has a, a kind of very simple drum machine um, and, um, you know, a kind of very simple beat uh, that the Prince kind of sings over the top of. And then there's a kind of, um, it feels like a synthesizer, but, um, you know, kind yeah, of Yeah, it's playing, not like synth pads. Yeah, yeah, playing, playing underneath. Probably the Fairlight again. You know, Prince paid a lot of money for that, so I'm assuming a couple of years down the line he still got it. It kind of is very slow and deliberate, yeah. um, but, you know, it has Prince in his falsetto once again, kind of giving us, like, with the opening lines, you know, he has the, the kind of the sexual suggestion of come closer. <laughs> Look, that's literally the first two yeah. lines he sings. Feel what you've been dying for. Don't be afraid, baby. Touch it and explode. Yeah. When people talk about Prince, um, and there's certainly there's a comedian over here called Lenny Henry, uh, okay. and he, he is from he's actually a local comedian to me. He's he's from a few miles down the road, um, a very kind of successful comedian, and he used to have a very long sketch about Prince, talking about how mm -hmm. when Prince was on stage, he would basically be making love to the microphone stand, and uh, you know, and when he got back to the when he got backstage, there would be like an angry speaker there talking about how how Prince had kind of had his way with this microphone stand. Um, so, <laughs> and, and the video for this, the video for this, I think is kind of the thing that maybe spurred that routine because yeah. it is just Prince in front of the microphone, just singing the lyrics like directly at you. Um, yeah. And, you know, the fact that it's called Scandalous just tells you kind of the, the direction that Prince is going to go. Um, you know, when he, particularly when he says, you know, um, everybody always told me good things come to those who wait. <laughs> but I've got so much on the menu. I just can't. I just can't. I just can't wait, baby. Um, you know, and I, I mean, like everything in this is just like so kind of full of sex, you know, with yeah. Prince saying, I want to wrap my legs around you. And, you know, it's, I, I mean, there's like no lyrics in this song that are not suggestive in any way. And some of them aren't even suggestive. They're just basically Prince laying out his game plan. Um, Tonight, gonna we don't skip all the foreplay. Yeah, exactly. He's... <laughs> Why don't, don't we? we don't, why don't we skip all the foreplay? Yeah. That's, that's it. Which, you know, well, I, he I mean, says, why don't we skip all the foreplay, mama? 
and just get down here <laughs> on the floor. Um, and then, yeah. of course, we get the chorus, which is probably one of my... F- I mean, on this album, certainly on Batman, it's probably my favourite chorus because it's just Prince going scandalous. Um, you know, just uh, I'm talking about you and me. Um, Marvellous. Baby, baby, can't you see? Anything you ever dreamed of. And the thing is, when he says the next word, when he says, I'm willing to be, it's just like a squeak. It's not even the word I'm. It's just the way he says it. I mean, I just, I mean it's just one of my favourite kind of deliveries. Um, and then, of course, he tells us tonight is going to be scandalous because tonight I'm going to be your fantasy. Um, <laughs> and then we have, you know, Prince kind of d- double tracked and triple tracked singing scandalous. That's something I, I remember how the, how the song kind of flows all the, the double tracking, especially when he's saying scandalous and marvelous. Uh, the kind of the echo there, too. And, you know, when he, the fact that he says whisper a question. And with my body, I'll scream a reply. I mean, (laughs) it's just some of his best kind of like, you know, baby making music that, you know, the the kind of uh, anything's acceptable. Just ask me and I'll try to hell with hesitation to hell with reasons why. I I, want to ask, because that seemed kind of conflicting with the first verse, because let's say she wants to try foreplay. (laughs) Let's skip the foreplay. So that, that could be a bit of a problem. Yes. Throwing that out there. He, I, yeah. he didn't, he, he, he didn't plan it out too well. <laughs> well, he's willing to just start doing it on the floor. So, yeah. you know, he's not clearly thinking things through, but I, I love as well how he says, <laughs> Oh girl, the things you make me do genius is the only way to describe you. You know, I mean, I, d- I mean, I don't know how anyone couldn't listen to this song and just be completely swept away by, you know, Prince's charm. And, and I, 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 <laughs> I like as well how he says, Anything at all. Spirits rise and spirits fall. In terms of, like, you know, Prince deciding that he's going to make a, a very sexy song, um, you know, this is, you know, probably kind of the epitome of, of what you would think of. When Lenny Henry is doing his sketch about the whole, you know, making love to the microphone, this is a song that you probably imagine anyway, um, regardless oh, yeah. of what the video is like. Um, but yeah, and it's worth saying that this is the song that plays over the end credits to the film Batman. <laughs> and so I can't imagine what audiences in 1989 thought when, you know, the film ends, Batman is Batman, the bat, you know, the, the kind of the, uh, uh, the what is it, the, the light that's in the sky? I completely forgot that I was mad. The bat signal, the bat signal that's is it. in the sky, Prince is getting ready, you know, and Batman's ready, getting ready to get into the Batmobile and go out and rescue people, and then Scandalous starts playing over the end credits. <laughs> Admittedly, after a little bit of Danny Elfman music, uh, you know, we get the Batman theme, oh. and, and then we go into Scandalous as most of the kind of credits roll. You know, that, that, that I mean, that's, I guess it's imagined that most of the people have left the audience at the time, so it's not too yeah. weird to have this slow love-making ballad at the end of the credits, but for all the kind of weirdos who stuck around, then, <laughs> like, yeah. The song Bat Dance obviously does not feature anywhere in the film Batman. That would be super weird. Yeah. With uh, with Bat Dance, that doesn't exist in the film, and this is the last song on the on the film soundtrack. So you know, it kind of it kind of makes sense that it would it would play over the end credits because that's. Uh, but all, you know, at the same time, um, if you're familiar with how films in the eighties worked, uh, generally the lead single would be played over the end credits, not the final song on the album. So again, Prince yeah. kind of bucking the convention there. You know, I'm almost certain that Ghostbusters 2 finishes with On Our Own. It doesn't fe- It doesn't finish with, like, you know, some other song from the Ghostbusters soundtrack. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I only say that because that was one of the singles. I, I think that's a single that knocked Bat Dance off the number one spot, or, it, or the other oh. way around. 
Uh, it was it was released around the same time anyway. But yeah, so you know, um, Prince actually, you know, he went back into the studio after the album was finished um, on the first of October, nineteen eighty nine, and he took the song "Scandalous" and he extended it uh, and he turned it into the "Scandalous Sex Suite." You know, the song was re- released as just a normal seven inch on the twenty eighth of November, nineteen eighty nine, um, but then on mm-hmm. the first of December we had what at the time was classified as a maxi single. Um, but I think most people would just call it an EP. Um, okay. Prince had rearranged Scandalous, so it was now broken down into The Crime, The Passion, The Rapture, and then just a song called Sex, which goes on for seven minutes and two seconds. Um, and then the, essentially the B-side was When Two Are In Love, uh, which, you know, obviously was a, an album track from Love Sexy. And, you know, it performed okay. You know, it got to number five on the uh, the hot black singles in the US. Yeah. Um, and it got to number 17 in Austria and number 45 in Belgium. And uh, obviously the, the, the power of, um, of, of kind of Batman was waning because it only got to number 21 in the Netherlands. Um, and so, you know, it, this was uh, essentially the kind of the last single um, released from Batman. Um, and I mean, the future was released, but that was only as a kind of promotional single. It didn't really get right. um, proper release. Um, but this is the single that didn't have the Batman artwork on it. Arms, right, of, yeah. Arms of Ryan, Party Man, Bat Dance, they all had the Batman logo all over them. Um, Scandalous just had a still from the video of Prince mid-splits uh, with the yeah. word Scandalous and an exclamation point at the end. Um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of going for a, uh, I guess like a 40s kind of jazzy image right there, which uh, I, you know, I was thinking more when we were talking about... Uh, was written with uh, his father, John L. Nelson. Yeah. And uh, we had done um, Under a Cherry Moon. Um, so it, it seems to kind of share a lot with balladry. Yeah. So that's, I think, a connection there. Yeah. And also, um, you know, like the father's song on um, Purple Rain also is a kind of, uh, you know, piano kind of piece, um, yeah. you know, that found its way into Computer Blue, I think, you know, as the middle eight of that. Um, but the video was directed by a guy called Craig Rice, uh, mm-hmm. I can't say I know that name. It's not like he was a, um, you know, he he was actually um, someone who worked for Prince rather than being like an outside person. Um, he, he's credited as a co-producer on Graffiti Bridge, um, and he was in charge of the tour production for um, for the Nude Tour, which was the tour that came in 1990. And he was the president of Paisley Park Records in 1993, um, shortly uh. before. Um, Warner Brothers withdrew their support and he was actually the road manager from the Purple Rain tour so he'd known Prince a while and essentially the video doesn't require him to do much more than just point a camera at Prince while he stands in this black space and he just has this microphone in front of him and he just kind of sings a song. Watching the video really for the first time there is I had mixed feelings (laughs) well that sounds weirder than shit but I had mixed feelings because on the one hand it was a fun video and it was what Prince does you know he has sex with uh, people through cameras but on the other hand the weird thing it felt like it felt a little bit like a, a parody of what we think <laughs> of Prince yeah and I can see that that's where I was that's a conflict for me. I mean personally I think obviously just Prince singing the song directly to the camera um, and yeah. his microphone and then you know occasionally doing the splits and then the kind of microphone follows him wherever he kind of moves um, to me you know obviously it, you know, this guy is not like, you know, he's not like a David Fincher directing Madonna videos. You know, he, yeah. he's he's just like someone who Prince knows who basically 
is there to point the camera directly at him. Um, and that is the feel of the video. But it kind of does verge on parody. But I just think the idea of Prince talking about, you know, touch it and explode directly at the camera at you. I mean, I don't know how you can't be kind of like charmed by that because you no, know, yeah. he's, he's like willing to do this song that is kind of kind of very kind of not graphic, but kind of has a very specific kind of, you know, aim. And he's willing to just stand there and sing it directly to the camera. And, you know, you can see the kind of sexuality exuding from him and the kind of confidence, um, you know, something that, you know, if you've ever seen him interviewed, he's he's a good enough interview, but he's not very kind of forthcoming. And no. I always feel like when he was performing, particularly, you know, the previous tour to this, which, you know, had a recording done, um, you can see that he's alive when he's performing. And I think that's something that's true. Even if this video, even just like lip syncing, you know, the, the scandalous straight to a camera, you can see that yeah. he really enjoys performing the song. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's the other end of it, too, where part of it kind of feels a little parody but it is what, it feels like that's what he just kind of told Craig Rice to do. Just like, hey, when's the camera, I'm going to sing and dance. Yeah. Because I'm Prince and I can do that at this point, kind of. <laughs> I mean, they want this album for this movie, Prince ever kind of state how he felt, not about Batman, the movie specifically, but just Batman, the character? Is he a uh, fan? I, I don't know what he, he, his thoughts about comics. I mean, it, here's the thing. Um, there is a Prince comic. I have that comic. I bought it uh, <laughs> when it came out. Um, and uh, it had uh, the, the version that was over here was done as a comic magazine and it had a little badge on okay. the front. It had like a Prince logo with a treble clef around it. And I have that badge. Um, you know, 20-something years later. So he must have enjoyed comics at some point. In terms of the character, the way it was promoted when the film came out was um, uh, part of the publicity was that the first thing Prince learned to play on piano was the 1966 Batman theme. And uh. that was how it was sold, Was that was his involvement. And then Danny Alfman was like, you know, talked about how he was a huge Prince fan. He, he tempted the track with Prince tracks. Um, so when you had the first kind of rough cut of the film, there were Prince tracks on it. Um, yeah. So, you know, he, he said he was a fan of Prince. Jack Nicholson said he was a fan of Prince. And, and that was kind of what persuaded, you know, Prince to come on board. But I don't know that Prince ever did any interviews about, um, you know, his thoughts on the Batman comics or on, um, you know, uh, the Batman film. But it's worth saying that in the video for Bat Dance, there is a Vicky Vale character in a dress and it says all this and brains too. And that's a reference to the Killing Joke comic. So either someone who was on Prince's staff knew about the Killing Joke or Prince knew about the Killing Joke. But either way, a reference to that kind of found its way into the Bat Dance video. So, you know... At the very least, Prince kind of was aware of what was going on in the comics or or someone from Warner Brothers had the good sense to make him aware so that at least he could promote the album um, and, yeah. and kind of fall into the company line. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, you know, I don't know that Prince ever really kind of said anything about comics, but the fact that there was a Prince comic has to at least kind of lead you in the direction that maybe Prince at least enjoyed comics every now and again. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, it might be worth taking the Paisley Park tour and seeing if there are any comics anywhere in there um, to kind mm. of figure out if, if Prince actually liked comics. Uh, I don't think yeah. they're probably in Paisley Park anymore, even if Prince did have any comics. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, you know, I mean, Scandalous is, you know, the last track before we get to Bat, Bat Dance. So this kind of, for me, and obviously it's the last track that plays in the film. So this really, in some ways, feels like the end of the album to me. And then Bat Dance just feels like something that Prince kind of put together so that they had a single to promote the film. 
That's what I was kind of thinking too. When you, you know you're talking about how the album kind of flows, and you think this flows better as an end, and it definitely seems like that dance might have been something they had on. It got him a number one. Um, yeah. You know, so it obviously worked. And everyone, when you think of you know the Batman uh, film, uh, they think of Bat Dance. So in terms of the promotion, it also worked. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say for Scandalous, um, you know, uh, I probably would give it. I don't know. I mean, I I think I can't go higher than a four out of five. Um, and just because I f- I feel like, um, you know, I I like it, but it's just a little bit too long. I mean, maybe cut a minute off it, and it might have been a five out of five. Uh, I'm 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 gonna be a bit of a shock. I'll give it a three out of five only. Okay. Because I felt I felt like listening to this, it kind of was if you were to able to kind of pinpoint where Prince changed. Uh, musically, when he was going into the '90s, he was creating more of a uh, specifically more of an R&B kind of focus and focus sound. I felt like hearing this song was where I could definitely see where it started to change. Where yeah. I could, I, I think, if there was like a link between his '80s stuff and then Diamonds and Pearls, this would have been the song. I mean, especially as Graffiti Bridge, you know, pretty much everything on Graffiti Bridge was recorded at some point in the 80s. Like, yeah. none of, like a lot of it, like, um, you know, Week and Funk was recorded in, like, 84. So, like, there's a, you know, and, um, you know, during repetition was, like, 80, 86, 87. Like, there's a lot of songs on that. Apart from Thieves in the Temple, pretty much everything was recorded from the 80s. So it still feels like a very 80s Prince record. Um, but yeah. you're right. There is a kind of more of a you know a, a link to uh, the, the kind of diamonds and pearls stuff in Scandalous um, than than there is in kind of uh, it doesn't really feel like an '80s Prince song, which is weird to say because obviously it was completely recorded in the '80s. <laughs> I, and I mean, I can understand like at this particular point you had the you know the kind of emergence of like the kind of new jack swing was starting to yes. come out, and you know so there was uh, uh, you know Prince obviously um, he, he was never one to kind of. Um, I mean, he he was influenced by music of the day, but his influences were always slightly behind, um, like what the actual current trends were. And sometimes he was ahead of current trends, you know. So yeah. you know, throughout the throughout the decades, he he would kind of swing between kind of looking back or kind of catching, um, you know, the 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 wave of of something that was going on. And there certainly does feel like you know the I mean, there's not like you know, New Jack Swing didn't fully happen until. Uh, you know, a couple of years after this, um, but yeah. certainly that kind of R and B influence is starting to filter into some of his songs, um, and you certainly can kind of hear that here. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, obviously, I haven't heard the longer version because, as I said before, there used to be, you know, an EP version that you could buy, and it was super expensive, and I never and I never bought it because it seemed too expensive. But um, now yeah. that it's probably on iTunes or something, I'll I'll probably have to take a listen to it, um, you know, because. I can I I don't know how Prince managed to extend it into like almost like thirty minutes of music, um, you know, because yeah. it feels a bit slow paced at six minutes. So, um, but you know, I'll have to figure out what the crime, the passion, the romance, and the sex were all about. Um, yeah. But worth saying that um, you know there is something on the scandalous sex suite which I will talk about in future, uh, which is a moan that uh, Kim Basinger did. And okay. Prince and Prince then looped that moan and used it as the as the backing on Peach. Okay. So uh, you know, in a couple of years' time, when he needed a, a, a couple of songs to stick on uh, the hits, the B sides, he he found that moan and turned it into a a twelve bar blues song that turned into Peach. Um, so obviously, we'll be talking about that in a, in a few a few months' time. Um, so if there's nothing else to say about Scandalous, 
then I feel we should go to plugs. Sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at E.H. Wallace. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you could email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for joining me here, Elliot. Thank you very much, Dan. And otherwise... Whoever heard of you.